0: Welcome to our podcast, today we will be looking at echo chambers and their possible effects on a nation. Imagine you see a video on YouTube about how the earth is flat. You see thousands of other people in the comments agreeing and there is no one giving any counter arguments. The creator must be right, right? Now imagine the same scenario but with political issues instead. This can be extremely dangerous. Discuss in further detail, let's look at echo chambers and how they can lead to polarization and effects on a country's political climate. An echo chamber in literal terms is an enclosed space where sound reverberates. This isn't exactly a definition that applies to echo chambers in media, but it is the same idea. An echo chamber in media refers to an environment in which an individual is only exposed to opinions and beliefs that agree with their own. In this way, they're only ever exposed to one perspective, a single point of view. In echo chambers, people are able to affirm their own views, while being isolated from opposing views. This also inadvertently exercises confirmation bias. natural tendency to interpret all new information as agreeing with or confirming one's already existing beliefs. This causes everyone in an echo chamber to think they're right.
1: Social media platforms have an algorithm, so you usually start building your social media by naturally gravitating to topics and ideas that you like um, because you want to keep in touch or, or learn more about those people or topics. So from the beginning, the algorithm is starting to build and present to you more options that are very similar to the style or the, the, the topics that you like. So it's, it's like a giant feedback loop that keeps coming back and you, you very quickly can start building your social media by growing on those other things. And unless I feel that you make a conscious decision to follow people that you don't, necessarily believe in or people that have the opposite viewpoint or things like that, you tend not to build your social media and it becomes more one-sided. And I think for a lot of people, because of the openness of social media and that other people can see your some types of your social media, then people become embarrassed if they're following or liking or subscribing to something that may be controversial. Um, but gives a differing viewpoint. So there's also that stigma attached to it. So I think it's just this self-perpetuating feedback loop of only subscribing to things that you like or believe in.
0: Echo chambers cause people's views to become polarized from each other and cause more tension between differing points of view, affecting the political climate of a given country. Here's Mr. Heisenfeld, a social t- teacher at Collingwood School, talking about how this happens.
2: I think, uh, I mean, as far as online echo chambers go, I think that people are becoming more and more interested in associating their identity with their political beliefs, that um, what we believe is something that we want to really make public. It's part of living in the 21st century and it's it's part of trying to be progressive in all sorts of different ways, um, but as a result, people feel under attack uh, when their beliefs don't align with somebody else's. And so uh, when your identity feels under attack, people tend to to cling to the beliefs and to the people that are similar to them and and they tend to push away the people that are different from them. So um, I think the fact that technology is so ingrained in our lives, the fact that we spend so much time online now, uh, we spend more time uh, listening to people that we agree with and, and more time being angry at those who disagree with us. Uh, I, I see it as kind of exponentially increasing the amount of, of polarization, just this combination of, of technology, isolation, partially brought on by COVID, and, and then it just sort of spirals.
0: Like Mr. Heisenberg stated, echo chambers cause differing views to become polarized. When someone is only exposed to their own opinion, it is easy for them to forget about the importance of moderation. They'll only see one side, so they'll assume that everything that side is saying is right. At the same time, they will assume everyone with different views are wrong and stupid. This drives them further towards solidifying their own existing beliefs, and when this happens to both sides, the nation can become polarized. Polarization is an extreme division between contrasting groups, opinions, or beliefs. It's become more widespread over time.
3: Today? Our world's very polarized in politics. You don't see many moderates anymore. Usually people are very to the left or very to the right and there's no compromise there. And when you go to that extreme, it's very hard to shift over and see, okay, this is what the other person thinks because there's no middle ground. So from what I've seen in Model UN Youth Parliament, at first, for the people who joined, it was very difficult to represent a different party.
0: That was Luke Montabano, an aspiring politician at Collingwood School. The moderate world, as Lucas said, is shrinking. People are more likely to be pushed towards political extremes, which prevents them from listening to and understanding opposing ideas or opinions. Take for example the divide between Democrats and Republicans in the United States. Animosity between the two parties has greatly increased over time. Since 1994, the number of Democrats and Republicans who have a highly negative opinion of the other party has more than doubled.
3: We've already seen it happen in the United States, January 6th. That was a major incident that happened, Um, and that was one of the extremes. That was one of the most, that that was by far the largest uh, event in terms of polarization that has happened in the past 20 years uh, regarding um, intergovernmental affairs. And I think that the trend's not looking very good either. In Canada, a traditionally very nonpartisan country, a very collaborative, we're seeing a lot of uh, polarization occur here as well, um, with both uh, the NDP and Conservatives, especially, mainly because they have two fringe sections of them that are very are quite extreme. Although, with the Conservatives at the very least, there is the PPC now, which has split off.
4: I think that especially with the, with this last election and and with the things that have happened over the last presidency in the United States, we've started to see what the potential dangers are. You know, the the attack on Capitol Hill uh, in January, but also the increase in uh, racialized violence and in uh, racial discrimination in the United States while President Trump was in power uh, have given us evidence for this. I don't think that it would just stay at that, unfortunately. I think that if we continued to allow this and and continued to allow similar candidates uh, to run and and to gain power in a country like the United States um, or even in Canada, that we would see things get a lot worse. Um, I think that, that one of the interesting things about Trump's candidacy was that he he ran on this idea that he was so so different from anybody else in washington because he wasn't a political person and sure okay that's true but rather than his opposition within the republican party dismissing him because he had no political background he had no experience they really should have looked more at what he was saying and spent more time in those massive, you know, 10-12 person debates to actually deal with what he was saying. Um, I was reading a an article after Trump became the, the Republican candidate that talked about this and talked about how uh, by dismissing him and by not countering or addressing some of the things that he was saying, the other Republican candidates kind of enabled him uh, by only fighting with themselves and, and by not spending the time to to fight with him it made some people believe or or see this as oh well if you know nobody else has anything to say about what trump is saying they don't have a counter argument to this then he must be right and they must be trying to cover something up because you know they're the traditional washington establishment heavy on the air quotes there but but i i think that we need to we need to be ready to counter some of these and we need to counter these views and, and not just allow them to exist, especially in something as important as a pres- presidential run.
1: Thing. So when social media was out, I was very old, and I knew who I was, and I knew how I could fit and, or make the social media fit in with my lifestyle, um, where for you guys, you've grown up with it, and it's tough. You're, you're, you're like caught in this huge current um, and yeah I don't think they can really help you because it's easy to show you what you like instead of showing you what you don't like uh, because many people will there are varying degrees of, of I, I don't know the right word so I'll, I'll use this disgust um, there's, there's a spectrum of disgust and so if they, if they could learn how to find the opposite of what you like, they could very quickly go into something that's personally revolting to you on issues. And then you would, they would, of, of course, and rightfully, you would probably get angry at them and then, and then drop out of that social media where it's easier to keep you in by showing you stuff that you like.
0: So this really seems to be an important issue. The real question is, how do we solve this? What can we do to make sure it doesn't happen? First, companies need to regulate their own algorithms to ensure that users don't get sucked into echo chambers. This may need to be enforced through government policies, especially because a lot of companies are motivated by profit and won't change unless they have to.
1: Oh, definitely. I think definitely um, they 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 benefit from them. I think it. And, sometimes now lately as I think I believe that these echo chambers are becoming uh, more divert, uh d- divisive um, for people and polarizing in the views and I think now um, social media platforms are really struggling with how they can get that balance of oh well this echo chamber is good for me but now it's spun out of control and you have President Trump allegedly calling for an insurrection on Capitol Hill and now being banned. Um, So now they're coming to, oh we can't, I think they're struggling recognizing how to manage that middle road because now it's so polarized.
0: Secondly, there are a lot of things that we ourselves can do to mitigate polarization Secondly, there are a lot of things that we ourselves can do to mitigate polarization in our own lives. Having open conversations and being willing to listen and understand the other side is extremely important.
4: Most important tool before going into some of these conversations where you're dealing with views and opinions that may uh, conflict with one another is to make sure that everybody going in and participating in the conversation is on the same page about what the goal of the conversation is. If the goal of the conversation is perceived to be one of of convincing or persuading, that's when things can, can escalate and can become more and more argumentative. But if people understand that the conversation is just that, a conversation, it's just a sharing of Opinions and and a sharing of well, this is the way that I see it because of of this experience or or This lesson that I was taught or this thing that I that I saw uh, And that people involved in the conversation are okay with just leaving it there then that can save quite a bit of, of Conflict um, I think as well that being able to discuss and and debate things Effectively, but without putting your emotion into it is another really important tool Uh, We tend to take things very personally um, And especially when we're talking about our opinions or our views and that's not necessarily a bad thing because our opinions and our views are shaped by our experiences and sometimes other people's opinions or views can appear uh, or can be in conflict with our experiences and with who we see ourselves as, but especially in conversations, uh, to be able to put that all aside and to be able to to give another person grace and think, well, even if I am feeling as though what they are saying is is uh, you know attacking my personal views or, or attacking me personally. To be able to put that aside and, and continue with the conversation calmly, or on the other hand, to be able to receive that information that, oh, I have really offended this person or, or what I have said has has really hurt them and to not get defensive about that. Uh, on, on both sides of the conversation, that can really make things, um, that can really help to deescalate things, I find.
0: Additionally, it is important to expose yourself to other views on social
3: media, uh, because social media is super important now, that are generally opposed to your own beliefs. For example, I, I'm, I'd say i put myself at center to center right, but that doesn't mean I just follow center to center right platforms. I follow left wing, right wing, centrist newspapers all over the place because I want to see the other opinion. doesn't matter whose opinion it is, I want to see what are they thinking? What is their take on the world right now? Because when you do that, you can actually get a better sense of the people who uh, are in your community and around the globe and what their take is on it. And of course, this is a good way to meet people, especially on different forums. But I would say if you know someone in your life who generally seems to be different politically from you, start up a conversation with them, especially if you're close to them, because you'll have more respect for their beliefs, for their opinions. And when you do that, you'll be able to get more comfortable with discussing uh, views that are not your own. And I think that's a very good place to start out talking with people you know, about subjects that you may not not, that you may be very polarized on. And also reaching out and expanding your views and your reach in terms of what you read, or what you watch, what you listen to. All those points, all those ideas are very good things to start off with.